tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. extensive consultation, the committee is of the view that continuous retention of the death penalty in the criminal statute makes a mockery of justice and the mere fact that for almost three decades, presidents of the republic have found it unnecessary to sign execution warrants is an indication that Ghana does not need the law. The proponent of the bill has also made it clear about the fact that due to human fallibility, sometimes innocent people may be sentenced to death. And as uh, the Honorable Member for Akachi, I support the move made by this um, young man who has been very activist when it comes to this position. In fact, as, a, as Deputy Attorney General, I supported the position of the, constitution, the Constitutional Review uh, Commission. So, Mr. Speaker, with uh, what is on the floor, I wholeheartedly support it. Definitely, we need to leave this so that it will be a deterrent to others. Um, Speaker, both Muslims and Christians, we all believe in the eye for an eye. But in, 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 in certain instances where you will see that or you are very much aware that if I kill somebody, I will still be alive. People end up uh, ending people's lives or shortening people's lives with an excuse that if I end your life, I wouldn't be killed. I think that for the fact that no president or for a while, we have not been able to execute anybody. We should still leave this in our books. They have advanced this evening in favor of the motion 
are very spurious and have no merit at all. The arguments in favor of the motion are unmeritorious, very, very unmeritorious. Mr. Speaker, this issue, the first point that they canvass is the, the, the point of uncertainty, judicial uncertainty. What is perfect on this earth? That we think that the judiciary should have been perfect. What is perfect? 2 a.m. An intruder, an intruder comes into my house. He climbs a ladder. He goes to look for another that comes into my house. Climbs up, breaks open my door and window, then kills me. Or if before then he would have raped my wife, my partner lying with me. While my, my, I'm looking at it, he's raping my wife. Then, as if that is not enough, he takes my life and he kills me. Then this man has human rights. He has a human right. I, I have no human right. He should come and take my life within 30 minutes. He has come 30 minutes to relax well. I have no right. And he has a right to live. What right? To abolish or not to abolish. Joining me this afternoon for this discussion are uh, Genevieve Patenting, who is country director, Amnesty International Ghana. She's right here in the studio. Thank you so very much for making time to join us. Thank you for having me. And joining us also via Zoom is Kwejua Piedetua, Associate Professor, School of Law, University of Ghana. Prof, thank you so very much for making time to join us this afternoon. Please unmute your mic. Pleasure to be on the program. Thank you. Great. So if I may begin with you, you have seen what has gone on in Parliament. That must have been on Friday, I think, or Thursday. Now, they, they can't seem to agree that the death penalty must be done away with. The last time that Ghana executed anybody on the death row, uh, we understand, was when 12 men were killed by firing squad on the 17th of July, 1993, after having been convicted for offenses of robbery and murder. In 2021, seven new death sentences were handed down, but we know, as the MPs also acknowledged, no president has executed this. Why do you think the MPs cannot agree that this law must make way? Well, it's difficult to fathom what may be the, the position of those who are opposed to the law. But for me, I think um, it's clear that that such a law should not be in our statute books for a number of reasons. And it's the same argument on human rights grounds and the relationship between human rights and, and criminal law. Because on the one hand, we need this right, uh, the right to dignity and the right to life of the person who, is being, who has been convicted of um, the crime and therefore the sentence being uh, the death penalty. But we also have the right of the person who, are, who may have been killed or for some other 
grounds which the law prescribes. But I think that the arguments that the um, those two opposed to the law is making is uh, one based on religious grounds, uh, as I as I glean through the the debates, and probably on cultural grounds as well. In any case, the position that the Christian religion supports an eye for an eye is not true. That is in the Old Testament. That was under the Jewish law. The Christian principle supports the principle of um, compassion and magnanimity. And it doesn't mean that the, the person who has died, his or her life is not important, but it is because the person who has committed the offense has the opportunity to amend his or her ways. And that leads us to the very idea of the, the origins of capital punishment. So I think we need to um, discuss, I think that the, probably there's a need for um, MPs to be able to properly apprise themselves of the arguments for and against. And I think if we, we are very objective, we look at the statistics to clearly tell us that this is not the way to go in the 21st century. Okay. We will return to look at some of the specific arguments that were put up, particularly by Cletus Avoca. He said, one of the arguments that you make for the abolition of the death penalty is because of judicial uncertainty, that judges make mistakes, courts make mistakes. People can take false, you know, uh, as it were, evidence, or can make false statements in the court that will lead to somebody losing their life in this way. He asked the question, there's nothing perfect in this world. So why are you expecting that there will be perfection in the judicial system? He asked the question again, somebody, you know, comes into my house, robs the family or robs me, you know, uh, as it were, rips somebody in the house and kills people in the house and we say this person has a right to life shouldn't that person also die so return for you to answer uh respond to that question but genevieve you between 1965 and 1987 there were about 37 executions for economic sabotage embezzlement arm robbery and murder mm-hmm. why should this change today well, basically, um, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. And, um, you know, we've been an abolitionist de facto. That means we still sentence people to death. However, we don't execute for the past 30 years, since 93. We haven't done that. However, look at the case of Myanmar. Myanmar is within Asia. And they, had, they have been abolitionist de facto for 49 years, 42 years, sorry. And last year, they've, they killed four... Uh, persons. The military took over and they've killed four persons and sentenced about 11 people to death. So although we are abolitionists de facto, it doesn't mean we can't go back and have people executed. That's one. Two, again, um, with your point, what uh, Honorable Clayton said about, um, you know, we are imperfect. And imperfect, there are percentages to imperfect. And unfortunately, our system, judiciary system, does not favor those with poor backgrounds, those who are very vulnerable. It's funny, you, maybe you and I could get away with murder, eh? mm. but unfortunately the people who are currently on death row are persons from very poor 
vulnerable backgrounds. That means they, have, they are more likely to have had unfair trials and they are more likely to have a misunderstanding of the law. So this means they are not having a fair you know, um, uh, deal, basically. Mm. A lot of them also are told to, told to plead guilty because it's easier, let's not go through a whole trial, so just plead guilty and then, you know, it, it goes away. And, and you know, that's, that's what people do. And unfortunately, I don't think those arguments are valid. Also saying an eye for an eye, I completely agree with uh, Professor over there, and um, it's Old Testament. And even um, most of the um, churches in Ghana, the Catholic Bishops' Conference, um, Reverend Duncan Williams, sorry, Bishop Duncan Williams, all those people, Reverend uh, Lawrence Tetter, they've all agreed that we have to abolish this because we are a nation of compassion. Mm. Regardless of being Christian, Muslim, traditionalist, we need to understand compassion. And we also need to understand that the prison system is not just punitive. It's also a place of reform and rehabilitation. So if we also understand that, then we need to also understand that we don't just have to kill people just because. I think we are contradicting ourselves as human beings if we say, well, you know, human, we are not supposed to kill and then that we allow the state to also kill. Mm. I think it's very contradictory. You, Amnesty International, have been on this crusade for a very long time. Ghana, when it went to the United Nations General Assembly, was voting, uh, abstaining from voting to approve the resolution for a moratorium on the use of the death penalty. Yes. But the last time, President Akufuado abstained. On Tuesday, December 20, 2022, Nana Akufuado voted in support of abolishing of the death penalty when the United Nations General Assembly adopted the ninth resolution for a moratorium on the use of the death penalty. The Attorney General, and we have heard comments mm -hmm. where Ghana has cited the bills for the removal or amendment of these laws to show the world that it is progressive. Yes. How then do you appreciate what is happening in Parliament? Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with some of the parliamentarians that are against it. I feel like maybe, maybe they haven't done enough research um, death penalty never serves as a deterrence to crime. There are absolutely no statistics that prove that. Those that have already abolished the death penalty have not experienced any increase in crime rate, especially with murder. So the thing is that we actually don't have a basis of keeping the death penalty in our books. Mm. Um, another issue is, um, you know, people may argue that how about terrorists and things like that? Well, guess what? The International Criminal Court and the Rwanda Court, they don't issue death penalty either. So why are we trying to, to do that? You understand? Mm. So I don't think... And then we look at Rwanda, Chad, and uh, Burundi. Burundi and Chad are conflict zones. Guess what? They don't have the death penalty. They've abolished it. And Rwanda as well, look at the genocide that happened over there, the Tutsis and Hutus. If they were to keep the death penalty there, I don't think there will be any survivors there or half of the country would have been gone, you understand. So, but they found a different way of reconciliation with the people. So I think this is what we have to be working on. I, we must not forget the prison conditions on those on death row. 
I know people might not sympathize with this, but if you go there, those that have the privilege of visiting in Sawan prison, those on death row, it is very, very deplorable. Mm. Um, you have uh, congestion. You have some of them having diseases, unfortunately, because of the congestion. And then, you know, all sorts of things. They're not, they're isolated. So the privileges that other people that are perhaps on life imprisonment and other, um, you know, charges, they don't get access to recreational activities. They are not, you know, the prisons has a lot of, you know, they do farming, they do sewing, all sorts of things. The death row prisoners have zero access to that. How are we reforming our people after they commit a crime, um, especially first-time offenders? You've never murdered somebody. You murder someone once. You are put on death row. I think we have to look at those things. I know people might not sympathize with this, yeah. but, you know. And then lastly, there was a um, Death Penalty UK project. They did a, a um, an research in Ghana led by Dr. Boachi, Dr. Kofi Boachi, and they, they tested um, Ghanaians whether they are okay with... Um Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Abolishing the death penalty. And at least 49% of Ghanaians are okay with the complete abolition. And yeah, so I think at least we've made some progress. Okay. Um, Now back to Prof. uh, And I begin from uh, Dexter Eddie Johnson versus the Republic. Uh, This uh, is an appeal that went to uh, the court here in Ghana, and I'm referring to the Supreme Court in 2010. And this was someone who sought to make the argument, apart from the fact that they found problems with the person's conviction, they made the argument that you know, imposing the death sentence violated the prohibition of inhumane and degrading treatment as per Article 12.2 of the 1992 Constitution and the right to protection from arbitrary deprivation of life um, under Article 13.1 of the Constitution, as well as the right to a fair trial and so on under Article 19. And the Supreme Court, in delivering its judgment, disagreed with that kind of uh, postulation. But when they concluded, you see Justice Doce, uh, Justice Eninyebua, all of them saying, well, let Parliament decide. Why is it taking us so long and yet we can't agree? Uh, 
Prof, Prof, please your, unmute your mic. Ted, can you hear me? Yes, please. Okay. I, I'm saying that Dexter Johnson's case is, is interesting from the perspective that it sort of reignited the debate on uh, the death penalty in Ghana. And I applaud him for taking the matter all the way to the UN Human Rights Committee as well as the African Court on Human and People's Rights. Um, the decision um, is significant in the sense that if you look at um, the basis for the decision, if you're talking about degrading, human degrading treatment and punishment, of course the law says that um, punishment, if you committed a wrong and you are, you've been sanctioned or you've been punished, there is some suffering associated with it. But there can be other sufferings which are not directly associated with the punishment. And therefore that makes it um, wrong. And I also have issues with the decision by the court itself. I know that Justice Doche and others expressed concern about um, the fact that they are not in support of the death penalty, either directly or indirectly, and the fact that it is up to Parliament to change the law. I think um, Justice Tokonu, um, the current Chief Justice, also has made similar comments. But what happened to Article 33.5 of the Constitution? which says that the rights which are not specifically mentioned in the Constitution doesn't mean that Ghana cannot apply them. But where they are inherent in a democracy, and their enjoyment is for the, to promote the dignity and the freedom of the individual, it should be respected. I think this is a very powerful provision in the Constitution, which um, sort of elevates Ghana's position as a godly state uh, to a level where even if we are a money state, the moment we have an international law which will promote the dignity of the individual and, and the uh, democracy of the state, it should be respected. So, in any case, the court didn't come to that decision. Formally, um, the Human Rights Committee made such important uh, pronouncements, which should be respected. Unfortunately, the, the African court didn't follow that line. But the bottom line is that there are two ways of doing the matter. The, the court didn't do it. Parliament has the power to do it. Mm. Uh, um, the Constitution Review Commission and so many other discussions that have gone on, it is clear that Ghana's position has changed. So why can't we take the next step forward so that we can really conclude the deal and say that we an abolition is not de facto, but in, 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 the, in the jury, so that we can, we can respect the law. So, so first of all, Prof, when I refer to the case, yeah. it is also to suggest that the death penalty is not unlawful. The death penalty yeah. is not unconstitutional because, in fact, it is in the Constitution, beginning from uh, Article 3. That's right. Good. So if something is not unconstitutional and it is not, uh, uh, what do you call it, unlawful, why this crusade that says it must at all costs be done away with? You teach us jurisprudence, and you teach us jurisprudence not to be induced by morality, so to speak. So why is the morally driven argument for the repeal of this, uh, this, uh, the death penalty? Well, I think that 
most often, or at least sometimes, when we apply the positivist approach to law, whereby we say that law is as it is. And so if the constitution says this is the position of the law, death penalty is part of our laws. We have to respect it. But the other argument or the other school of thought is that we need to see law sometimes as it ought to be. And so it is not just a procedure, but we have to look at the moral aspect of the law to be able to reach a decision. And that is where human rights comes in. And human rights is saying that the person has a right to dignity. The person has a right not to be subjected to torture. The person has a right to life. As um, um, country director of AI said, two wrongs don't make a right. Mm. And so the fact that somebody has committed a wrong doesn't mean that we should do the same to the other party. And so looking at the law as it is on grounds of human rights, we need to respect this position. And um, I was making a point earlier about the issue between crime and um, human rights. Crime was strongly connected to um, um, the issue of sin because, again, you, you go back to the, the religious beliefs from U, um, UK, where this law came from, when we were under colonial rule. It was, um, they had very harsh punishments for people who committed offense because they were considered as social deviants. Okay, so as a result of that, it, was, it got to a point where things were getting out of hand. So human rights had to come in to mitigate the harsh effects of criminal law. And criminal law at that time was based on the idea of retributive justice. You do to me and I, I, <laughs> as I do to you, onto you. Mm-hmm. And then element of offense as well. But today we've seen that human rights have managed to infiltrate harshness of the criminal law approach and to say that we move away to the reformative approach, reconciliatory approach, whereby even the prison should not serve, it should not be used for punishment. The prison itself is punishment for, for the, for the uh, victim. So to have a situation where people are condemned to this narrow uh, space, you cannot get out, you cannot do any exercise, you cannot do any work, it's, it's just a punishment in itself. So we cannot um, um, say that somebody has committed a wrong. The person definitely needs to be punished. But the kind of punishment that we give should be human rights compliant mm-hmm. so that we can reform this person and we can move on giving the opportunity, the person another opportunity to reintegrate into the society for the good of society as a whole. Right. Now, Prof, like Genevieve mentioned, some Ghanaians there's been a service, and some uh, majority Ghanaians say we are in favor of abolishing the death penalty, replacing it with uh, life imprisonment. And the Constitution Review Commission in 2010 also did its work, spoke to majority of Ghanaians uh, in paragraphs, um, paragraph 75 on page 645 uh, of its final report. It stated, quote, the commission recommends the replacement of the death penalty with imprisonment for life without parole, unquote. Then there was the white paper by the government at page 44 also accepting. And it says, government accepts the recommendation of the Constitution Review Commission that the death penalty in Article 3 of the Constitution be completely abolished and that the penalty be replaced with imprisonment for life. 
the sanctity of life is a value so much ingrained in the Ghanaian social psyche that it cannot be gambled away with judicial uncertainty. Given that this is where we are now, that our president has gone to the UN and voted in favor of this, does parliament have an option in this matter as they seek to do now? When we're talking about this matter, there is strongly a relationship with um, international law. And um, if you look at uh, the principle of international law, there's something called state practice, which can evolve into uh, customary international law. From the presentations made at the, before the Human Rights uh, Commission and the statements made by our president, the state practice of the state seems to shift towards the fact that we want to abolish. And based on the Constitutional Review Commission report and so on, these are these all constitute state practice. So we can say that Ghana has moved to a position where its customary law recognizes abolition of, uh, of uh, the death penalty. And that should be a, a guiding post for Parliament to say that on that score we want to um, abolish the death penalty. Plus, we are also looking at statistics. Statistics indicate that about 8 out of 10 Ghanaians um, don't subscribe to the penalty. And um, the number of other religious bodies as well not, um, they don't seem to support that. So if the people for whom the law is made uh, uh, and, and they are making this, coming to this conclusion, these are their views, they should influence decision that parliament should make. Sometimes parliament is reluctant to make such laws for fear of losing votes. So there may be some constituencies where there's a strong feeling that the death penalty is, is a good idea, especially in, in communities where there have been instances of extrajudicial killings and so on. They think that um, the law doesn't bite enough, and so the death penalty should be um, um, imposed and applied. And if we should say that we abolish the death penalty, it's going to lead to many increase in crime. Mm. But the statistics support that either. And right. so that is what should move us. Right. So the evidence, as we know, suggests that Ghanaians overwhelmingly are in favor of the abolition. And that's why our exactly. president has also gone to tell the Committee of Nations that we want to do this. Now, uh, very recently, too, the president said this. He said, although Ghana had made a conscious effort not to invoke the death penalty on persons who had been sentenced to death, the state must do the logical thing by obliterating it, obliterating it from her statute books. As the time to abolish death penalty is now. However, in the meantime, we can, in a cross-party cooperation, ensure the passage of the two private members' bills submitted to Parliament by Mr. Sosu while we take steps to completely abolish the death penalty. This is the President. So my, my question again is, and a brief uh, response again from you before I come to Genevieve, that do our MPs have an option in this? If they represent the people? I don't think they do. I think they should do the... the honorable thing they're needful, and that is 
to make sure that this law is, is crafted from our starting books. It's very important that they recognize that. Right. So you, you will discover that those that it was felt may be reluctant to even give their support, mm -hmm. like the army, because in the armed forces, mm -hmm. you know, their law, also the provision is there. And the armed forces actually have given their support for the abolition of this law as well. Yes. What should happen in Parliament now? I think um, parliamentarians need to recognize that there is a majority mm. of... This is what just... the armed forces uh, have been saying, and I, I need to quote them. They say the use of the death penalty as a criminal punishment infringes upon the inviolability and dignity of the person. We are happy the Armed Forces Act and the Criminal Offences Act can be amended to remove the death penalty. This is the Ghana Armed Forces, their contribution to the law that is being made. The Chief Justice now also says this. Chief Justice now, when she was being vetted by Parliament on Friday, May 26, 2023, she was asked the question. I'm talking about Chief Justice Gertrude uh, Araba Esaba Tokonu, and she said, I do not, I do think that the death penalty is too final and it is something that I would be grateful if the legislative body can begin to look at it. Yes. Absolutely. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So I was saying that the parliamentarians should need to recognize that the majority of persons, not just Ghanaians, but also persons who are in key decision-making places have also agreed that it is the right step forward to abolish the death penalty. Even uh, two weeks ago, uh, Amnesty, along with um, a number of CSO partners, we went to see the former president, John Mahama, and he is also in support to abolish the death penalty. So I would like to plead with the minority, the minority whip, that even uh, they are, they are the, for, the flag bearer of, uh, sorry, the former president, John Mahama, is, uh, you know, in favor of abolishing this. So I think they really need to look into things and, and gather and unite in solidarity behind this bill so that, you know, we can take it out of our books. One more thing. Amnesty believes in the right to life. We believe in the right to dignity. 
So, and we also believe in reform. I think people need to understand that punitive measures, yes. Life imprisonment, someone may argue, I, it's, it's a lot of people argue that life imprisonment is even more painful than death penalty because you have to live with the crime you've committed. You have to think about it and, you know, see whether you, you can forgive yourself and the families of the victims can forgive you. And even there's been research on families of the victims of, you know, um, those, those who um, passed, passed away, you know, due to murder and armed robbery. And even the families of victims, apparently, do not want death penalty. They actually want the perpetrators to be in prison for life. Mm. So I think these are some of the things we need to consider when, we are, when the parliamentarians finally vote, and I'm praying they vote in favor <laughs> in, for the motion. From the way they are arguing in the House, you do not think that it's becoming a difficult hurdle to cross? It, it can be difficult. We, um, I think, first of all, that Thursday, there were quite a number of parliamentarians that were absent. And so, unfortunately, we heard a lot of against than four. Um, I'm praying that when it gets to the time to vote, there'll be more parliamentarians present so that we, we vote <laughs> for the motion. Um, so a lot of the arguments, again, that have come up, unfortunately, are not valid. Um, Professor Apia Jietua has really buttressed this, and uh, you know, it's clear. So, as we talk, People are beginning to ask questions. There are those who also clearly support um, the non-repeal or amendment of our abolishing of this law. You had just mentioned that Amnesty International uh, supports the inviolability of life, mm-hmm. um, and and if you do, if you do, that human life should be preserved. It should not be taken. Yes. Someone takes human life. And they too ought to lose theirs. No. <laughs> it, then that means we're contradicting ourselves as a society. Two wrongs don't make a right. If, if human, already we know we are not supposed to murder. I, I do not like quoting the Bible, but it says thou shalt not kill, right? Mm-hmm. So just because someone has killed doesn't uh, mean I can also kill you know, just to balance it out. We don't do that even as Christians or as Muslims. I'll come to Prof uh, shortly to uh, ask the question, so how do we go? If we have to go by the constitutional approach, the provision is entrenched, which means you need to go through a referendum uh, in a constitutional amendment. So is the approach being used now by Parliament through private members' bill to amend the criminal uh, f- provision, the provisions in the Criminal Offences Act and also the Armed Forces Act, is it? Uh, is that what to do? Is that sufficient? This is the law. It is your legal right. It is your, your health law. And we're discussing the case against the death penalty. My guest, Genevieve Partington, is Country Director, Amnesty International Ghana, Kujo Apieje Tia is Associate Professor, School of Law, University of Ghana, Legon. Uh, interestingly, both are in support of the abolition of this law and in place of it, life sentence. What's the difference, really? You put me there for life. 
why, just, why don't you just kill me? Some have asked that question. So this is the law. We are going to open the phone lines very shortly for you uh, to join us with your questions. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the law. It is your legal light. It is, it is your health law. And we are looking at the case against the death penalty with Genevieve Patenting and uh, country director, Amnesty International Ghana, and Kwejo Apiejetia, Associate Professor, School of Law, University of Ghana. And um, presently, the debate in Parliament, they are in the reading. Uh, stages which was supposed to be actually the final lap to finish the whole thing up. It is uh, private members' bills brought by Francis Xavier Sosu and some of the proposals in the um, Act 29 for Amendment Section 46, which is murder. A person who commits murder, you'll be liable to uh, also be put to, to death. But they are proposing that you should be uh, convicted to life imprisonment, uh, section 94A, uh, that's the proposal they are making. A person who commits genocide is liable to conviction for life. So, Prof, the question I asked, it begins with the Constitution, and the provision is entrenched, requiring a referendum. And then we have the Acts, the Criminal Offences Act and the Armed Forces you know, act which have these provisions. So it's looking at the act as Parliament is doing now, the best way to go? Uh, yes, I think we have two options, like you said. Um, the, going by the constitutional um, amendment that calls for a referendum will be a more tedious approach and uh, it will take certainly a longer time. But I think that going by the way of the private members' bill will we'll be able to uh, enable us to reach the same goal um, faster without necessarily compromising the uh, steps that are needed to bring the law, uh, to bring us up to uh, a position where our laws will be recognized as in conformity with our human rights commitments on the international scene. Mm. So I think that that is the way to go. Yes. Now let me quickly cor uh, correct um, uh, an uh, information made earlier regarding the number of people who are in favor of the abolition of the death penalty. It's rather one, one out of uh, every five people. One person will say, out of every one person who says, I support, five people say they don't support. And then uh, let me also correct, looking at, listening to the debate last week, um, there were about 11 MPs that spoke on the, on the, on the law, um, on the amendment issue we're talking about. And the majority actually spoke against uh -huh. the death penalty, mm. in other words, in favor of abolition. So even if we take that into account, it tells you that we want to uh, abolish it. And so 
if we get the numbers, um, like I'm proposing, it is better to go through the, um, uh, um, the amendments by special, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, the, the mem- uh, private members. Right. So that... <laughs> Let, 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 me go, let me get on the phone lines and pick my very first call. Uh, Richard, you're calling us from Oboise. And, uh, you know, I was surprised to see that in the armed forces, that mutiny, you know, with violence attracts, you're supposed to suffer, you know, death. And they are, they are amenable, saying that, look, we, we are okay with it if you want to uh, take it back to, we want to take it to life imprisonment rather than um, death. Um, yes, Richard, what's your question or what's your contribution? Yeah, good afternoon, Samson. Yeah, um, my contribution is that uh, this law, uh, as the death penalty, uh, is something that is deterring people from committing heinous crimes. And, you know, those advocating uh, its repeal or removal. Uh, I want to ask uh, if any of them has ever been a victim of heinous crime before. Until you become a victim of uh, any heinous crime, as uh, robbery, rape, murder, or whatever, you you may think uh, people can just commit crimes and go away with it. There are many there are many people that we are aware of, particularly in America and elsewhere who have prayed that the people who have committed such crimes like murder against their families should not also be killed. You are aware of that, correct? Okay. All right. Uh, then uh, uh, I think uh, uh, more comprehensive studies should be done in Ghana. Mm. Because I know that instant justice or uh, more action, sometimes even lynching, is illegal, yet... It's really happening here in Ghana. And this tells you that most Ghanaians support, uh, as it were, uh, 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 criminals or uh, being okay. in their own I think your, your contribution is duly acknowledged. Thank you very much, uh, thank you. Uh, Richard from Oboise. Uh, um, Court of Appeal Judge Professor Justice Dennis Ajay, um, who is also a judge in the African Court and elsewhere, uh, had this to say, he said, quote, the death penalty remains a retributive punishment which defies logic, thereby making a mockery of justice. The mere fact that a number of presidents have found it unnecessary to sign the execution warrants is clear that the country does not need the law again since it has not lived up to being a deterrence. That's the, the, where I'm bringing the question to you. The, yes. the, he says death penalty is good deterrence. It's not. Again, it's not. Um, there are no statistics. The research has been done. The research has been done in Ghana as well. It does not serve as a deterrence to crime. On, on, uh, regarding mob action, I think that is something separate we have to deal with. Um, instant justice. That is something that has become a culture among our people, and that is separate from wanting someone to go on death penalty. Because most of the people that um, have this mob justice and lynching are people that have committed petty crimes or accused of witchcraft. Mm. So I think we need to, you know, 
separate the two. Um, also, just one more mm. thing. Currently, since 2022, the official data, because I know it's more now, right? But 172 people are currently on death row. And most of them are there because of murder, okay? And this year, we already have three convictions. We are in July. We already have three, about two or three convictions. So we need to understand that. That means if statistically, how many murders uh, actually go to court and then are convicted? We okay. have to look at that. Right. Uh, Edward, you're calling us right here from Accra. And I was surprised to see that uh, not only the army was in favor of the abolition, the police is in favor of the abolition, the prisons council, the prisons service mm -hmm. is in favor of the abolition, Shraj is in favor of the abolition, and the religious bodies, the Christian and the Muslim as well, are in favor of the abolition. But in parliament, the Christians and, uh, and the Muslim MPs, some of them are speaking against it. Hello, Edward, let's hear you. Uh, did I lose Edward? Okay, we just lost Edward there. So uh, we'll pick uh, about two more calls, but let me go to Professor um, Apiajetia. Yes, so when you heard, for example, the question that the first caller, Richard, asked, what do you have to say about that? Because that, that's a feeling. He says, for example, and people say, we live in countries like in Africa where the law doesn't really work. So... People commit crimes and they get away with it. Uh, lynching is forbidden, but people do it. And sometimes people are excited that it has happened. Uh, yes, I think that the person has um, a wrong understanding of the reasons people go on. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Committing more uh, justice or more base crimes or violence. I think that is because, according to this, uh, this is also based on a survey, the uh, people don't believe that the justice system works or it works so slowly and it can be easily corrupted. And so, whether the police or the judicial service and so on are corrupted and therefore don't ensure speedy trials and therefore they have to take the law into their own hands, which is completely different from. What we are discussing. And moreover, the, the, like Genevieve says, the crimes that are, are, uh, for which people are, are killed, extrajudicial, happen to be petty crimes. Uh, so there, there is no comparison between the two at all. Then there was a question as to whether you've been a victim before, before you can make, uh, make a um, call for mm -hmm. the abolition of the death penalty. I think you, you gave the right answer. The statistics also indicate that people who have 
already victims, parents, and so on have called for these laws to be scrapped. But the key point is that at the end of the day, you want to look at the law working to ensure that there is justice and respect for the rule of law in the society. There is respect for human rights. And so, and human rights idea is not a foreign idea. Sometimes when you make this argument, people feel that you are borrowing without looking at the cultural context of the particular country mm. and so on. But that is not the case at all. All right. We, we, we moved away to the reformative, rehabilitative approach. And that is where we are now. Let, 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 me, let me pick uh, Bukhari. Bukhari is calling us from Tumu, and Bukhari will be our very last caller. Hello, Bukhari. Hello, Bukhari. Uh, okay, unfortunately, Bukhari, we can't uh, hear you. And Justice Tokonu, the Chief Justice, said that the, this death penalty is too final. That supports the point you are making, right? That if later on you discover that this is not the person, the person we have convicted and killed, it's actually not the one who committed the offense, then we can bring the person back to life. Yes, Prof. Hello. And our judicial system, the slowness of the judicial process, uh, the issues about corruption, um, the lack of um, guarding of evidence, and so on, which can compromise the 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 information that are guarded to ensure prosecution. All those factors play a part. And another thing which is also important is that when Amnesty International. Um, interview people who have, who have been condemned to, to, um, to death. Some of them talked about the legal processes that they went through. According to Article 6 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, it talks about um, the fact that such people, before the sentence is passed on them, they should have gone the judicial process and finality has been brought to the matter and there's no question about the fact that a proper sentence has been passed. Mm. When you listen to the interviews of these, some of these people, they say that some of them said they had only met their counsel once, mm -hmm. and they never sat down together to, to have a, a discussion about the, the nature of the offense and what, how to plead and so on. And so yes. And we Genevieve spoke about uh, earlier about poverty contributing to it. Uh, Prof, uh, I want you to, to speak directly to your member of parliament or the members of parliament as they take the final step on these bills. What they should do? What, what do you have to say to them if they were sitting right in front of you? If they were sitting right in front of me, I would tell them that the human rights-based approach is a way to go. It is not based on any foreign ideas. It is part of the principle of compassion. Um, the fact that the, the, uh, our prison system um, does not respect human rights. There are a number of abuses that take place within that environment. And the death penalty, um, the situation of the condemned prisoners constitute serious violations of their rights as well. And two rights, two wrongs don't make a right. So the honorable thing to do is to recognize that 
the retributive punishment has not worked. Okay. We are now looking at committee, rehabilitative, reconciliatory approaches. And that is what should guide them in their decision making. And they should be also be guided by the surveys that have been done, both in the prisons and out of the prisons, about the death penalty, which clearly shows that we want to go a different route, which therefore calls for either amendment of the constitution or going to the private members bill to ensure that um, these people, uh, the abolition of the capital punishment is confirmed in our law books. Thank you very much. Yes, so Genevieve, if you were sitting in front of the MPs, what would you say? The death penalty should go or um, why should it go? What would be your last word to them? <laughs> okay, so just, just a few corrections I need right. to make. So this year, currently, as it stands last month, there are 176 prisoners on death row. It's 176. Okay. And out of the 11 MPs, like what Prof said, only three spoke against. So for me, that is reassuring that it will pass. Um, and then lastly, because the uh, caller talked about deterrence, I, I really want to address this issue. So those who still retain the death penalty versus those who do not have a death penalty anymore, apparently it's, the statistics are lower for murder with countries that have abolished the death penalty. These are statistics you can find online. It's also part right. of the Death Penalty Information Center. So you, you need to go and look at the statistics. Okay. And lastly, I would say that I know my MP should, should definitely be for the motion. And I just feel like they should read more. They have to see that majority do not want the death penalty. So please Thank you very much. Genevieve Patterson is Country Director, Amnesty International, Ghana. Uh, Kujua Piajechia is Associate Professor, School of Law, University of Ghana, Legon, and we have been looking at the case against the death penalty as Parliament gets into the final stages of considering uh, two bills, uh, private members' bill by Francis Xavier Sosu in respect of removing the death um, penalty. I'm Samson Ladia Yanini. This has been The Law. It is your legal light. It is your help law. We come your way again next week. Thank <laughs> you.